little intro music. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast with this awful introductory song that has nothing to do with who I am as a person or as a comedian or as a host of a podcast show. This is just awful introduction music brought to you by my brand new mixer. All right, that's enough of that. What's up, everybody? Oh, wait, that's the wrong button. That's the one I'm, I'm not going to use that one often on this show, by the way, guys. On the other hand, hey, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Michelle, Yes Yen, Mike, Sebastian, and Dubsky. Hey, guys, did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? Put it on the chat. What did you guys get for Christmas? I'll tell you what I got. T-shirts. I've got a travel kit. And I've got a traveling bag. Uh, in other words, people are telling me to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Can you get the fuck out of my city already? We're tired of this comedy thing you're doing. Uh, what's up? The Adi, welcome. Um, so yeah, I got a bunch of traveling stuff. I can't wait to go on my next vacation. I'm already planning it. And uh, so we've already decided that once that stimulus check comes in, I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go to Disney world. I'm going to spend my stimulus money over in Disney world. I'm going to go to galaxy Edge, star Wars theme park. I'm going to go inside the millennium Falcon and I'm going to take a photo of Donald duck wearing a stormtrooper outfit. And I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to call it a quits. That'd be good. Right? Probably $600 won't cover it, but still I'll have a lot of fun. What's up everyone. So uh, today I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, Christmas boundaries. Did your family come over? I was here looking at a website and I, I, all I did was type in uh, questions you should ask yourself during the holidays. And this is what came up. Seven questions to ask yourself before gathering with family for the holidays. Uh, okay, so apparently people are having issues with family. I, I don't consider myself to have any family issues. As a matter of fact, most of the people in my family, they, uh, well, as a matter of fact, you know what? I had an uncle over in... Uh, yeah, can you believe it, Michelle? Crazy. I, had, I do have a douchebag uncle. I met him once. Uh, I was a kid, and this was back in the 90s. I think I was, uh, was probably in middle school, and I was wearing these Jenko. You guys remember Jenko pants? Oh, awful. These baggy, awful raver pants. But, you know, the, all the cool kids were wearing it, so I got a pair, right? And I was very happy to have these, uh, to walk around uh, looking like a... I don't know, looking like a midget, right? Because I think Jenko pants would probably make everyone, if you wear them right now, anyone that wears Jenko pants, you probably think they were like debilitated. Not to say midgets are debilitated, but you know, there's just something about having such extra uh, leg space. It's like, well, is there something wrong with your knees? Do you need, do, do you need your uh, knees to have space for you to wear those kinds of pants, right? Like now, if anyone were to wear baggy Jenko pants, you would think that they might have a condition. That's all I'm saying. That's how baggy these things were. Anyways, so I remember I was walking around the house during the holidays and this douchebag uncle from Ecuador was hanging around, okay? And uh, he kept saying that these pants look like mops. Just kept saying, it's like, yeah, you're wearing mops. And you know, he's an old fashioned guy. And you know what? If I, was the, if I was 35 and I met him and I saw some youngster from my family walking around with Jenko pants, I'd probably be like, yeah, dude, they look like mops, don't wear that. Right, but the way this guy said it was like, like venomous. I don't even know this guy. This guy is like making fun of, of the 13 year old, right? And I'm walking around with these Jenko pants and then this guy just fucking leans over. Like he couldn't stand it. He hated the pants so much that he actually leaned over and then he ripped my fucking pants at the bottom of the seam, bro. 
So now I have these. <laughs> Yo, this guy was such a douche. That he ripped the bottom of my fucking Jenko pants that I got for the holidays. I don't even know who got them for me, but I was walking around. And he fucking ripped them. Okay. And then you know what I did? I just listened to him and I left. And then you know what? I never saw that guy again. I don't even remember his name. All I know is that he's a family relative from Ecuador. Wow. I just got a flashback from, from that Christmas many years ago. What's up, Lib? Hey, Getchen. Here talking about family. What are the boundaries we should establish amongst our family members? So get this. Some of the questions here from this blog post. Seven questions to ask yourself before gathering with the family for the holidays. Number one is, is this good or bad for my mental health? Wow. Bottom line, if you know a visit from your family will knock you off your center, the answer is you should not go. Hell, well, what if they're coming? You can't stop that from happening, right? So if you have somebody that is bad for your mental health, this is what you tell them. Get a fucking hotel because you're not staying at my place. I mean, if, oh, granted, if you're an adult, right? That's what you tell them. It's like, I don't want you in my house, man. Oh, well, well we're family. Yeah, I know. I love you enough to tell you the truth. <laughs> go, get an, go get a hotel. As a matter of fact, man, go on Airbnb. It's 2020. Some of the options on there are amazing. Way better than my house. And here's what you do. If you don't really want to be mean, if you want to establish your boundaries, here's what you do. You say that the, the only room you have available in the house is uh, the kitchen floor. Okay? You say, look, man, I really don't want to do this to you. Uh, yeah, sure. It's great to hang out with family, have some sangria, right? We're going to have some lobster, right? We're all going to have Christmas dinner together. But at the end, I want everybody to get the fuck out of my house. But we're family. How are you going to make trust me? You don't want to sleep on the kitchen floor. It's not comfortable. Oh, we could bring out air mattresses. We, I don't want air mattresses all over my house. Please go get a hotel. Rates are low. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Michelle says, aha, once during that time, I got my first bell bottoms at Christmas. Baker act them. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Did you have an uncle that ripped your bell bottoms because uh, he, couldn't, uh, he couldn't understand your fashion? You know, fashion comes and goes, guys, right? And when, you, you know, when Christmas comes around, you, probably one of the most important things you can get as a kid, as, you know, when you get a gift apart from toys. I'm talking about when you're in that age where you're like trying to, you know, Puberty kicks in. You're trying to look fashionable amongst your friends. You want to get some weird shit that your family probably wouldn't approve of. You know, bell bottoms, Jenko pants. Um, I don't know. What was, what was like something that was popular back in the day? Chokers, right? And so what ends up happening is you end up looking like an idiot because it's trendy for a little while. I remember one time I also started wearing like Nike uh, windbreakers in 98 degree Miami weather. <laughs> Right, and I'm walking around with this fucking jacket on. I don't know. Nowadays, I'm not really that fashionable. So now, I think it's because I've been so traumatized. <laughs> That's probably the reason why I only wear T-shirts and jeans, guys. Because I'm so traumatized with, uh, with fashion. But you guys remember in Miami, things, you can't trust fashion. If things get too popular, something is up, okay? If things are too trendy, something is fucking up. Because uh, you know that the trend is going to die. And when it dies, you don't want photos of you following this trend to, to, to live forever. Marty over on Facebook says tie-dyed shirts. Well, you know what, Marty? Tie-dyed shirts can still be something that can be worn by people and accepted. Um, you know, particularly the, uh, the stoners. Okay, but uh, tie-dyed shirts can only be worn on certain occasions. 
you know, you can't go to a tie, you can't wear a tie dye shirt at a wedding. You can't wear a tie dye shirt at a funeral. You can't wear it at a, you know, applying for a job. The only reason you should ever wear a tie dye shirt is if you're going to a festival and you're trying to get free weed. <laughs> There's just something very welcoming about a guy wearing tie dye shirts. Oh my God, he looks like he's a lot of fun. How's it going? Hey man, just here trying to hang out. Got a doobie? Hell yeah, I'd love to smoke a doobie with a guy wearing a tie-dye shirt. And the next thing you know, you're taking free puffs. What's up? It's David. It's David. We're here talking about boundaries, fashion, and, and the Christmas holiday. MK Ultra, welcome to the chat. All right, so that's number one. Is it good or bad for your mental health to have family come over for the holidays? You just have to tell if the only way to really have a check on your mental health and establishing boundaries is just telling them they can't stay at your place. Bottom line, you can't stay here, man. Go get a hotel tomorrow, we'll go somewhere. And if you establish that boundary, you pretty much handle everything else. Everything just falls into place. You know, they text you at 9 a.m., hey, let's get breakfast, I'm good. I'll hit you up around noon. And then you hit them up at three, next thing you know, you only got four hours left before you gotta, you gotta tell them to fuck off again. <laughs> Hey, man, it's seven o'clock. I got to work tomorrow, man. This was great. I'll see you later. Um, yeah, dude, you don't want to stay with your with your people moving in for hours on end, right? You just want to keep it nice and short. Okay, I, I, you just want to keep that window open long enough for you to kind of get a day drink on or and maybe even open your gifts. Okay, Noche Buena, you invite them over at nine. Miami time makes it 1030, 12 o'clock comes around. You open your gifts. Everybody get the fuck out. All right. You don't even wait for them to finish opening the gifts you gave them. You just finish opening your gifts and then you tell them to leave. It's like, all right, thank you, everybody. Got some T-shirts, some socks. Uh, thank you. Thank you all. Uh, please, uh, everybody, you got to go. Uh, we're not even done yet. I said you got to go. There. That's my tip on that part. Um, so set boundaries. Am I able to set boundaries? We got answered that question. Will I be able to enforce my boundaries? Wow. Whoever wrote this blog is definitely going through some family issues, but let's go ahead and break it down. All right. So to go into details on, will I be able to, to enforce my boundaries? It says setting a boundary is different from enforcing it. Ooh. All right. Tell me more. Think of it like a legislator versus the police. Oh shit. That's actually pretty deep. I like that. Oliver SA. Welcome. We're here talking about boundaries. What's tolerable and intolerable with your family coming over for the holidays. One writes the laws and the other ones makes sure we obey them. Damn, make sure you and your spouse are on the same page with uh, who will enforce the boundary and how. This can include a, a tag team effort. Oh, well, what if you're single? Fuck it, I think if I was single, I'd be able to handle it. Uh, just make sure going into the event that uh, you are in agreement at recording also what happens if the extended family crosses the boundary. If the extended family crosses the boundary, you just tell them to get out. That's it, man. It's simple. This is too easy. I can't believe there's people out there dealing with this stuff. Oh, and check this one out. Can everyone agree not to bring up politics or any other quote unquote hot topic? Okay, whoever wrote this, um, I'm just going to go ahead and claim it right now. Whoever wrote this probably has some PC issues. This, uh, you know who wrote this? Somebody that gets offended. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. Whoever wrote this uh, article, this blog, or whatever you want to call it, you, you, you obviously get offended. I believe in setting people up for success. One of the ways to do that with the holiday gatherings this year is to have everyone agree not to bring up certain topics. No, this doesn't make the gathering inauthentic. Now he's just defending himself. He or she is defending themselves. 
No, I'm not saying we shouldn't just have these conversations out in the open. Uh, this doesn't mean we're isolating on Edna because she's the only one who voted that way. <laughs> Aunt Edna voted for Trump. She can't come over for the holidays. You know, there's people out there that actually write that they lost a family member because of their political preferences. Have you guys seen that on your timeline? It's like, man, I can't talk to my mother anymore. She's a, she voted for Trump. Wow, that's your mother, man. I think I heard a comedian talk about this too. Like there's people out there that are, are, are claiming that certain family members are not considered family because of their political preferences over a guy writing tweets, man. Anyways, um, it means we are showing mutual respect for one another and all agreeing ahead of time to not talk about certain things. Why would that mean a mutual respect? Wouldn't it be a better mutual respect where you have a conversation with someone and it's open and you could just do it normally? Hey, I can mutually respect your point of view as I would expect you to mutually expect my point of view. So let's have this conversation, Aunt Edna. Why do you got to walk in my, into my house wearing a MAGA hat when, you're with you, when you know there's only five other people here? <laughs> oh, man, if Aunt Edna walks in with a MAGA hat and there's only five people in the family, she's obviously trying to make a statement. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Bing, ding. Aunt Edna, hey, what the fuck is that? Oh, I just want to let the people know that we got to make America great again. Who'd you vote for? It's none of your fucking business, man. Come inside. Let's have a conversation. I got to talk to you. Yes, 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 Yen says, try doing that with a Latino family. I don't know how your Latino family is taking politics right now. Okay. I think every Latino is different. <laughs> Here in Miami, I know the Latino community uh, voted red. I'm not going to say his name because for some reason it's offensive. Um, but, uh, yeah, didn't Miami make a certain part of the Florida red because of the uh, Latino crowd? Anyways, um, I'm going to go ahead and stop reading this guys because, uh, whoever wrote this obviously has issues. So let's go back to Google. Oh, Google home base. You know, how you can, you know, how you can, uh, as a kid, you could be put up for adoption, right? Like if a family can't handle you anymore, um, you know. Maybe every once in a while, you should put up your family up for adoption. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, uh, Aunt Edna and Uncle Fred, I'm going to go ahead and put you guys up for adoption. I want you guys to find another uh, nephew so that uh, we won't have these discussions anymore about who you voted for. I can't stand you guys during the holidays. So I'm going to put up my aunt and uncle up for adoption. <laughs> Is there any other nephew? few out there that would like to have a conversation with them about uh what the MAGA hat represents in America sorry um okay let's keep going here questions to ask yourself on holiday um oh wait but this is a this is a British website and you know what it means to say holiday in the UK right it means that you're out on vacation which is a pretty appropriate right because like some people they they live like here in America, what, what do we have for vacation? We have two weeks tops, like if, you, if you're there full-time, right? If you're, if you're there part-time, I, I think it's a week. And then you got to work up to two weeks off. And then everything else is just holidays. Some people, hell, some people even have to work during the holidays and then they get punched out early. I remember working at a bank like on Christmas Eve, like I'd go to work 
And then I leave at two, which is two hours before the bank actually closes. They'd be like, oh, enjoy your time on Christmas Eve. I still woke up in the morning to come here. Okay, I, I can't enjoy Christmas Eve. If you make me wake up at eight in the morning, Christmas Eve is fucking over. I can't celebrate anymore because by the time I get home, I'm tired. Um, anyways, okay. So according to this UK website, questions to ask yourself on holiday. Struggling to get back into work after your holiday? You're not alone. A holiday offers the perfect opportunity for some quiet reflection on your life, on how your life is going. With that in mind, here are five key things to consider next time you're poolside. Ooh, you see the UK people, man. The UK people, they're just so eloquent with their words. How did you know I was poolside? How do you know I'm not smoking a spliff in a cabin somewhere in, uh, in Colorado? All right, so question number one, am I in the right job? Oh, Fucking great. <laughs> Dude, that's so true. You guys ever been on vacation? And then you actually ask yourself if you should stay at the job you're in while you're on vacation. <laughs> that's probably why the, the companies that hire you, they only give you so much vacation time because if you're out for too long, you're going to start questioning yourself. <laughs> you know, you're there by the beach and you're like, I don't really want to go back to work. How many days do I have left in my vacation? Four days. Fuck. Gotta go back to work on Monday. You imagine you go on vacation, you quit your job, you just call in on your, <laughs> you just call in on a Wednesday, be like, hey, Martha, hey, what's up? It's Manny. Yeah, here on vacation. Oh my God, how is it? Oh, I'm having a blast. I'm having such a good time. I don't think I'm coming back. Yeah, just pay me for the rest of the hall uh, of the of the vacation, and uh, yeah, I quit. All right, you just quit on vacation. You you feel good. What's up, New York lady? Quit your job while you're on vacation. As a matter of fact, guys, let's go ahead and make that a thing. Everyone should quit their job during vacation time. Merry Christmas to you too. Everyone should quit their job. Fuck that. Uh, do I enjoy what I do or do I dread the start of my day? Check. Oh, man, waking up early to go to work was probably one of the worst feelings in the world. Do I have work-life balance? No, I didn't. You know what? Let me go ahead and just go back in time. <laughs> I'm going to keep that one. That one's cool. Let's go back in time and think about my days as a banker working 40 hours. And you know, sometimes it, when you work on a salary, you know that, you know, what these cunts make you do, they make you work overtime because you're still getting paid the same amount. When you get paid hourly, they can't make you work overtime. When you get paid salary, Hey, you need to finish those TPS reports to so go ahead and stay in an extra hour or whatever time you need. We need those done by today. And then as your boss says, I need those done by today. He's walking out. <laughs> so it's like, how the fuck are you going to get him then? Anyways, uh, sorry, too much of a flashback. Does my current employer offer enough roles for me to grow into that ultimately match my ambition and drive? Well, here's the illusion of growing in a, in a company when, you, when you're getting paid a salary. The illusion is you will only grow if your manager is growing above that. You can't get past the manager. The manager is the gatekeeper. And if your manager grows, he'll allow you to grow. But if you grow past him, he'll, he'll say some shit to the CEO or the HR department to make sure you stop. I'm gonna tell you guys a quick story as to why I quit banking. All right, speaking of what's tolerated and what's not tolerated. If you feel the glass ceiling at where you work, you gotta quit. You gotta quit because that glass ceiling that's, that's, that's a sure tell sign that you're not going to go far. 
in what you do. Okay. And the glass ceiling is a little something like this. So I used to sell loans and I used to sell uh, business loans, mortgages, and you know, this was, and after 2008, it was very difficult for a company like a bank to sell loans because uh, 2008 obviously was the big crash and the debt and all that. So um, I think around 2012, 2013, somebody came in and they wanted a million dollar loan, $1.2 million to be exact. And I got it. And I'm like, man, fucking A. I got a $1.2 million loan. The CEO of this company is going to take me up to the next level. It's fucking over. I'm going to the next level, right? My manager uh, sees that I got this loan and he comes up to me and he says, look, we're going to have to give this loan over to Marco. Fuck, I shouldn't have said his name. Uh, Mr. M, because we're going to, he is the uh, second manager in command and you are the third. So he needs to get it so that he can get first in command and then we'll move you over to second. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is my loan. I brought the guy in. I sold it. I deserve the credit for it. Yeah, you see, all right, Manny, we're going to go ahead and have a meeting about this. Merry Christmas, Big Daddy D. We're going to have a meeting about this, Manny. So let's go ahead and go into the break room over here. So I'm having a meeting with uh, my two managers and they're, they're just trying to, trying to force me to give someone a referral that they didn't get, right? And then this guy just goes, uh, well, you know, Manny, there's kind of like a pecking order when it comes to corporate. Uh, some people need to advance faster than others in order for opportunities to occur. I was like, yeah, the opportunity that's occurring is me about to get my own banking branch, right? I'm going to skip second and I'm going first. I'm a $1.2 million salesperson. Yeah, sorry, Manny, we can't do that. So. Uh, the regional manager got involved. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. They actually kept the fucking loan. So then you know what I did? Like a few months later, like right on January 1st, 2013, I put in my two weeks notice and I quit because I saw the glass ceiling, man. I saw it, man. It was so crazy. Like I never thought it would happen to me, but it did. The glass ceiling was just like, hey, you're growing a little too fast. Stop right there, right? When you start growing in a company and then somebody's like, yeah, slow down there, buddy. Too fast. Uh, you can't go past us, all right? And I quit. And thank God I did because now I'm in a garage doing a podcast, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesse Pinkman says, I go on vacation Oh, uh, I go on vacation when I start a new job. So I get while training with the new job and vacation with the current one. <laughs> I go on vacation when I get a new job. So while I'm on vacation with the current job, I also get paid training with the new job. Oh, shit. Yo, Jesse, that is brilliant, my friend. You get double the money. Look at you. Wow. Hey, everybody. I want you to take note of what Jesse Pinkman over here said on Facebook. Shout out to you, my friend. I go on vacation when I start a new job. So I get well, so I get training with the new job and vacation at the current one. Double the pay. It's almost like you're getting a bonus for quitting your job. <laughs> hey, awesome stuff, Jesse. Thank you for sharing. All right. So let's go ahead and get into sponsorship, guys, and then we'll continue going into this uh this question here. All right, uh, this show is sponsored by LU Venus, who is a badass health insurance agent helping individuals, families, small business owners find the health plan they need, whether it be Medicare, Medicaid, group plans, ACA, Obamacare. If you've got health insurance questions, 
He's got health insurance answers. Reach out to him. Elie Venus, E-L-I-U dot V-I-N-A-S at U-S-H advisors dot com. Uh, and you know what, guys? Let me go ahead and just segue into this part. <laughs> Booyah. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, let me go ahead and just segue into this part. Uh, now that we're in Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Now that the holidays, the year is almost over. You deserve the best, especially after a year like this. Okay, for a lot of people out there, they got a they got a little taste. They got a little taste of what it's like to work from home. You got it. You got it. You know, the pandemic mate, forced you to go home and maybe take some time off. Hell, some people even got paid six hundred dollars a week to to be laid off. You got a little taste of what it's like to have freedom from your job, from that nine to five with that person you hate. You got a taste, bro. Make that shit happen full time in twenty twenty. All right, make a plan to be 100% free in 2020. Quit that job. Save up money. Okay, get a little nest egg going. Get about six to 12 months worth of your income saved up. Okay, and then just fucking quit. Quit and work from home. I'm telling you. Waki, H. Kubiche, welcome. We're here talking about making 2020 an entire vacation. Okay, if you do what you love, you don't work a day in your life as cliche as it sounds is fucking true. Well, you know what? No, it's not necessarily true. All right, because sometimes I get on this podcast like, fuck, man. (laughs) I took why did I say I was going to go live every day? Why? (laughs) Whose idea was this? Fuck. I got to be my own manager on this thing. You know what I mean? Merry Christmas to you, too, man. Um. Oh, man. Uh, strippers start OnlyFans pages. Man, I'm telling you, OnlyFans, if you do it right, you, you, you do it very well. Like, uh, I've, seen some, I've seen some girls do OnlyFans, and they do it, like, as an entrepreneur. Because you can't just have a good – you can't just look good to make OnlyFans work. If you work from home, all right, and you try to do the OnlyFans route, you, you've got to market it. Because, you know, if you show your body out there like that, it only, it only goes to a certain degree. All right. At least at least from a male's perspective, because once you see it, it's just like, all right, I saw you're naked. I mean, I, I want to go see other bodies now. Right. And this is just me thinking primal. But if you look at it in the marketing entrepreneurial sense, you, you can't go all out because if you go all out, you then have nothing else to sell. It's kind of like you just, you know, you blow your water early. You can't sell nothing else. Like, all right, full frontal done. So what you do is you got to tease them. You can't give them all, but you got to satisfy them. And that's where the rub is when it comes to OnlyFans. The rub is how can I make them satisfied and how can I not give them all, right? You got to find that, that sweet spot. So uh, shout out, you know, the Belle Delphine is a great example. Is I've been following this girl for a while. And even though uh, I don't find her to be as attractive as other OnlyFans or, or Patreon or whatever she does, but she, I look at her, dude, and I look at her like a fucking entrepreneur. And it's like, you're brilliant. Girl's fucking brilliant. Look at Belle Delphine and look at her fucking story. I think she's only like 21 and she, and she, she never done nudes. Just recently she announced on Twitter, she's doing nudes. And it's just like, bro, you had an entire career just making music videos, trolling, making memes, doing funny photo shoots, cosplay. Like she really found the rub between not going all out, but giving the fans just enough. And then when she was selling merch, like water, 
like bath water or something. She made a whole bunch of money selling bath water. These fucking, you know, you know what it is, guys. You know, you know, what's a really good market out there. Ladies, take notes. You know, it's a great market out there. Look up guys that are look up, not even guys, boys, look up young adults that are into gaming. Those are probably some of the most vulnerable people on the internet. <laughs> because not only are they online every single day, but they're also horny because they're online every single day. It's, a, it's the best market ever. I'm telling you, gamer boys, okay, anime people, people into all that shit, all that. I, I mean, I, I've been there too. I've been there. I know the mentality. People in that world, they're just dying, dying for some affection. They're dying for a, a, a woman that understands them. They're dying. They're just craving it. That's why when you see a lot of OnlyFans people, and that's why when you see a lot of uh, uh, e-girls or what do you call them, gamer girls, like they, they're targeting that market because no one else is. So fuck it. You go in there and then you're selling them, making a whole bunch of money. Anyways, I digress. Let's go back to the holidays, shall we? <laughs> All right. So, all right, guys, let's, let, let's round it back. I, I digress. I apologize. Let's go back here to what's tolerable and what's not tolerable. 2020 is coming around, guys. You got to get, you got to get your shit together. Okay. Now that you know what it's like to not have a job for a while, or if you know what it's like to stay home for a while, working from home, it's time to start considering getting that kind of freedom on a daily basis. All right. Make every single day a holiday. Be your own boss. There's no better feeling than doing what you want to do and getting paid for it. You can't stop that. Once you figure it out, you can't stop it. All right? If you got to do OnlyFans, go ahead and do it. All right? If you're a fine girl on my timeline, I'm all up for it. When I saw girls that thought they were hot shit on my timeline going into OnlyFans during the pandemic, I was rubbing my hands. Now, granted, I never bought an OnlyFans in my life, but I know eventually I would. (laughs) <laughs> I know it's only an amount of time until I crack and break that shit. It's like, I'm buying an OnlyFans. I'm checking, checking this. I'm checking out this high school girl that I've always had my eye on. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, no, I probably never would buy OnlyFans because I'm a gentleman. I take it all back, guys. Um, okay, but let's go back here. Uh, what, else do I, uh, what else do I want to do instead? Uh, yeah, that's a great question to ask. What else do, you, what else do I want to do instead? If you're not happy in your job, you have the scary but exciting option of doing something completely new. To help figure out what that could be, ask yourself, what really interests me and can I actually turn it into a career? Oh, guys, when I decided to become a comedian, I was such a young buck. I didn't know anything about business. I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship. Hell, I was probably uh, I was probably a gamer guy trying to figure out where this next e-girl is. Uh, no, uh, I, one of the most uh, debilitating fears anyone would have is knowing that if you quit your job, you're no longer going to have a salary. To not have that source of that's how they get you. That's how your job gets you. By the way, they start feeding you their fucking little salary. You're like, hey, you go. Don't you feel safe? Don't you feel comfortable with this check? And there I am in my, in my apartment in South Beach, like, bro, fucking hey, man, I got a balcony, paying $2,000 a month for this shit, right? Feeling good. Got my motorcycle parked outside. I'm feeling good. But am I happy? No, because <laughs> I got to wake up tomorrow, right? AG, AGB says, come to Patreon. It's, uh, it's the Lincoln Learning for Comedians. 
I would, but I know how to set up a, a membership. I don't need Patreon. Patreon, nickel and diamond. I don't need Patreon, nickel and diamond, my money. Uh, no, starting a membership is actually very difficult, AGB. You've got to have an entire plethora of work before you even consider starting a membership. Trust me, I tried. Uh, let's go half and half on an OnlyFans. Big Daddy D, the fact that your name is that and you're asking me that, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, not answer that at all, okay? Uh, creepy. Um, yeah, uh, AGB, if you ever want to start a membership, you got to do, you can't just do one YouTube channel, one YouTube uh, video and be like, sign up to my Patreon. You got to have years and years worth of YouTube before you even ask, would you like to donate $5 every month? Um, no, but I know how to set up a membership. It's, it's, it's a, it's a WordPress thing. You just plug it all in. Uh, eventually I'll go, once I start building up this virtual comedy club, I'll, I'll get into memberships and stuff like that. Anyways. So one of the biggest fears that anyone would ever have is when you quit your job. Okay. When you quit, Hey, blue Kit Kat, welcome to the chat. We're here talking about making 2020 and a, a, a year long vacation, hell 2020 and beyond a lifetime of vacay. Um, so if you start going virtual guys, uh, let me give you guys a hint. If you find a way to make your business 100% virtual, you can work anywhere you want and you're going to get ongoing money and you can get paid while you're on vacation. You know what it's like to open up your laptop, huh? And just, just, just doing work and getting paid. You could be at a hotel in, in, in Hungary, right? You could be in a parking lot in a brothel somewhere in Brazil. <laughs> Oh, man, you're just going to work. You'd be like, all right, I got to do a phone call real quick. But one of the biggest fears is, man, you got to jump. Like, uh, like Steve Harvey said, man, you got to jump. And let me say this, man, when I did jump, when I, in 2013, when I quit my job and I had to leave the, the apartment, I had to sell my motorcycle, I had to stack up money, and I had to go back and start doing, I, I did gigs, I did fucking, not gigs like stand-up. I did gigs like uh, getting paid $12 washing dishes for, for two or three days. I did gigs where I would serve food to millionaires in some fucking uh, a charity event. I did gigs where, I, bro, I just picked up gigs from Craig's. I handed out flyers in the street just to make 50 bucks. Like, I, I, looking back from like the year 2013 to 2004, two, no, not even, man, 2013 to like 2016, those three years, I was a starving artist, all right? I went from making, you know, close to six-figure salary, close, in my 20s, and then in my 30s, and I just back to the fucking sticks. I picked, up a, I picked up a job doing marketing. I didn't like it there. You got, money can't replace your happiness because if you're not happy and you're making money, man, life is fucking torture. Life is torture just because you're paying bills. Oh, Getting flashbacks fucking hurts. Oh, it's painful. Um, so yeah, I was a starving artist. I started picking up some money, but I believed in my project. And then I just kept building it and building and building. And then I, I don't know what it is, but this breaking point, it's kind of this breaking point happens where the money just doesn't stop. It's just like, oh shit, I got a little money engine going. Look at this. Oh, look, ma, no hands. Oh shit. Yeah. We making money. <laughs> Woo! Right? It's kind of like you, you, you pick up, your, your wings pick up wind. 
and you're like, oh shit, I'm a business owner. Yeah. <laughs> and then 2020, the pandemic comes around. Oh fuck. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh man. Thankfully I was, thankfully I was financially fit to last close to a year of uh, no shows, but damn it. That shit was hard. You know, when you got that money on automatic and then bam, pause, pause, the pandemic pause. Um, hey, man, fuck it. Everybody muscled it out one way or another. So uh, I like this blog. This blog is way better than the first one I was reading. Uh, am I on target for the salary I want? You're never on target for the salary you want. Corporations will work very hard to make sure you don't get that fucking salary you want. Okay. That's number one, all right? Too much is never enough. What tangible proof of achievements do I have? I don't know what that, appraisal time. What does that mean? Like when I, oh, like when I ask for a raise? No, fuck that. Don't ask for a raise, quit. Have I actively, have I actively been developing my skills or am I just coasting? Hey, you know what? That's actually an important one. This one right here, this is, this is millionaire mind talk. All right. So to, to add more to this conversation we're having about uh, becoming fully independent, it all comes down to your skills. What kind of skills are you developing as an individual that's based on the strengths you currently have? You guys ever played role-playing games? You guys ever play stuff like World of Warcraft or something like, um, you guys ever play like Final Fantasy, World of Warcraft, or any like those RPG games? What's another one? Um, the more popular ones like Dark Souls, right? Where you choose a character and a character type and you then say, like, if you, like, I'll give you an example. Like, if you get an elf, an elf automatically is good at throwing bow and arrow, right? Like, this is an example, all right? Uh, right? But then instead of giving him a bow and arrow, you're like, I'll give him an axe. <laughs> I want my elf to have an axe. Uh, but yeah, but it's got dexterity. So it's either like, give him like a double blade Give him a bow and arrow. No, uh, a heavy axe. All right, but the elf isn't a heavy axe. So then now your elf character is carrying around this axe, missing the targets, can't even fucking lift the shit, right? So uh, when it, it's the same thing for us as individuals. Like if, if we're born naturally with something and we develop that skill, right? We don't, pers- like you getting the, the axe out of, you going to a job you hate with the skills you were naturally born with that's like you using the axe as an elf. If instead you develop skills that made your character better, right? Like if I'm naturally, if I'm really good at drawing, for example, uh, I wouldn't want a job typing, right? If I'm naturally good at drawing, I would want to look up design, look up skills for designing and shit, right? Or how do I start a business where I am a freelance designer? So and then you start building up your skills and then you can't just stop there. You got to keep growing. You got to then develop another skill where it's like, well, how do I understand color matching? Well, how about I understand 3D art? No, I got to understand 2D art first, then 3D art, then computer art, that whole thing. You know what I mean? What's up, Andrew? What's up, Brie Police? We're here talking about making 2020 and beyond one big vacation for us all. Um, okay, so... One of the things I was naturally good at, I was, I was naturally good at talking some shit. Ah, uh, here I am now, still doing it. Some would say it's the Gemini in me, but fuck it, I don't believe in that stuff, but I'll give you that one. God damn it, I love talking some shit. You know why? It's stress relieving. 
to talk some shit. And it brings people together, right? You make friends, right? You make people loosen up around you, put them at ease, right? It's like, hey, guys, I understand. You say something funny, something witty, loosen the place up a bit. You ever been in a situation where people are uptight? Don't you wish you had a guy like me and they'd be like, what the fuck are you guys all uptight for, man? Right? Just loosens it right up. It's also good for talking to the ladies. Tell them straight up. Anything you want. Hey, Ma, you're looking really good. Oh, my God. How do you have the balls to say such things? I talk a lot of shit. (laughs) I love the fact that you tell me what's on your mind. You're so honest. I'm just really good at talking some shit, man. It's my style. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, stand-up comedy was for me. Then I got into podcasting, you know, and then the rest was history. So find out what your talents are. Find out what you're really good at. And go develop that shit. That's what I did, right? I learned marketing. I learned how to, how to do a podcast. I got equipment. I'm investing in my skills. This is what I'm good at. Go read a book. This is how you write a joke. This is what the future of digital marketing is like. It's like, oh, shit, man. I'm learning a lot here. And then all that stuff stacks up. Next thing you know, you're looking at your boss. and like, what do you know? Well, I took a course in bachelor's. I got a bachelor's in uh, business administration. Ah, you were nobody. Look at you. I can't believe you got paid more than me. You know how to write a joke? You fucking suck. <laughs> you know how to talk some shit? You ain't shit. What do you think about that? I can't believe you were my manager. I look at my managers now. Like the same way I look at my, the same way people say that they look up their exes. You ever look up your exes and be like, yo, I grew up. I passed them. Right? You ever look, I do the same thing for my managers. I look up by my ex-managers be like, look at this guy. Look at this guy right here with a 401k plan, huh? <laughs> look at this guy with his family. Oh, he's working hard to provide. Oh, now he's got to buy him Christmas gifts. Oh, ain't that a shit? <laughs> Yeah, I'm living my best life podcasting. Look at you. (laughs) What's up, Marty? All right. Let's go to question number three. What else do I want to do instead? Yeah, man. That's how you open it up. That's how you open it up right there. Is it you at your job? You ever daydream at your job? Don't you get, you guys ever gotten paid to daydream? Oh, that's the best. When I, when I was making like, you know, when I was making my salary, man, and there's no one in the office, right? Managers out to lunch. There's no customers walking into the branch. You're just there, just sitting on your desk, just looking out, you know, getting paid $25 an hour, just looking out the window, like, what the fuck did it go wrong? You're there with a cup of coffee by yourself in the branch. You know, the camera's looking at you, but fuck it. You know, let's just say you think I was thinking about numbers. I was thinking about when my next sale was going to be. All right. I got to look out the window and speculate. But you're really just looking at like, where did it go wrong, man? This could have been better. Why did I choose? Why did Why did I choose this? My mother, man, she was a banker all her life. She got me into this, man. I blame my mom, man. <laughs> What's up, Miami Junior? We're here talking about uh, uh, what you're tolerating, what you're not tolerating, and so that 2020 can become a better year for you. Let go of all that stuff, man. I mean, not 2020, 2021. All right, there's what, five days left, six days left? All right, so let's get down to the last two and then we'll close it off, okay, guys? Thank you all for tuning in on Christmas. I wasn't expecting people to be in on, on, the, on today's show. You know what it is because of Latin people in Miami. You guys already celebrated. We were talking about this yesterday. You guys already celebrated Christmas. It was last night. Right now, it's just like the after party. It was just the hangover. Man, I, last night, it was, Christmas was amazing. 
us as Latinos, we're just stealing the fucking show. We're like, I mentioned, we're like the Grinch of Christmas. We're the real Grinch of Christmas because we're stealing Christmas from everybody as we do it first. Uh, all right, last two questions. Am I happy where I live as well as work? Well, of Miami, that's definitely a no. All right. Merry Christmas to you too, Alex. Yes, Yen says, this is recovery day. <laughs> you, need the, you need the Christmas spirit on, on the 25th to recover fully. Uh, God damn it, I had it last night. Please give it to me one more time. I need to recover from this hangover. Um, am, I, am I happy where I live as well as work? Um, yeah, that's an important one. Like sometimes people move out of their fucking city to say yes to this question. You know how many people I know left Miami? Dude, where are you right now? Dude, I'm living in fucking North Carolina. My brother left Miami. Couldn't stand the city anymore. He was driving around. He was doing his thing. Celebrate Moses. <laughs> he was driving around. He was doing his thing. And uh, he got married. And he could have stayed with his wife here in Miami. But he was like, no, no, no. No, thanks. Going up to North Carolina where my wife's family is at. Because I'm tired of you, Latino. Like, You're Latino, too. We're done. Hanging out with my white family now. And you know what, Manny? Houses are better there. All right? You get, you get two houses for the price of one here in Miami. He told me just like that. You get two houses for the price of one in Miami, man. What are you doing here? It's like, I run MiamiComedy.com. Well, then you're staying in your garage forever. All right? So I'm going out there. I'm starting a family with two houses. And you know what? You can stay in one of them. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what's that book you're reading from? Boy, what the fuck? You just say boy like it's a white guy. What's that book you're reading there, boy? <laughs> what you reading for, boy? Trying to get that knowledge? Huh? Not on my watch. We're staying ignorant around here. Uh, <laughs> no, it's true, Miami Junior. It's very true. Uh, my brother got a brand new property. Brand new property over in North Carolina, man, in, in by the beach. In North Carolina Beach, man, don't sleep on NC Beach. North Kakalaki Beach is popping. Beautiful area. Hey, retirement area at the same time. A lot of shuck shacks. I don't know what it is about people that are retiring, but they always want to move to a place where there's like a bar that sells uh, fish. I don't know what it is. I don't know why everybody near a retirement area dresses like they're in fucking Margaritaville. I don't know why when you retire, for some reason, you're a fucking sailor. <laughs> I'm just walking around with your tropical shirt on, with your beer belly out, with your flip-flops. Eh, I'm retired. I don't give a fuck anymore. Let the belly button hang. I don't care. All right, I'm happily married. Not really, but fuck it. <laughs> it's been too long. My kids are out and about. They're living life. I'm walking around in cargo shorts and flip-flops for the rest of my life. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Duck NC is amazing. Badass sand dunes and views. Yeah, North Carolina is great. Yes, Yen says, the people that leave Cali always tell me the same thing regarding living situations. It's just, you know what it is, Yes, Yen? You and I, you know, people our age, people that are still trendy, still popping, we're still, we're, we have enough energy to handle the bullshit in, in, in a city like Miami or LA or New York City. You know, we're, we just have the grit for it. Like, where am I? I'm going to live in a closet. Fuck it, man. New York City is popping. I want to stay here. Miami, $600,000 for an apartment. Fuck it. 
Give me a shack. I just need a place to lay my head down. As long as I'm in Miami, bitch. That's why they. That's why there's. That's why that shirt is so aggressive. That's why they say I'm in Miami, bitch. They add the bitch part because they're angry. They're angry that it's so expensive to be such a party animal in a city like Miami. Uh, sorry, I'm, I keep digressing, man. I gotta finish this here. All right, guys, hold on. Gotta finish. Room closet, fifteen hundred monthly. Exactly. Uh, what do I need to uh, get where I'm going? What do I need? Money. One thing for sure, whether you're determined to climb the ladder or change the job altogether, you'll need your CV to be in order. So crucially, ask yourself one last question. Is my CV impressive? What the fuck is CV? CV template. Writing a CV, is this a fucking UK thing that they, they, everyone just knows what CV stands for? All right, let's just go. Let's just, let's just fucking get out of here. All right. So uh, what do you need to make that? What, how do you, here's what my mentor says. Oh, it's a resume? Oh, okay. Curriculum vitae or resume? Thank you. Curriculum vitae. Oh, these fucking Europeans always trying to one-up American. You know, just because you invented English doesn't mean you got to come to America and start stomping your head, you know, your head around. I'm sorry. Stomping your fucking dialect around saying, uh, what is it? Curriculum vitae. Get the fuck out of here. Resume. All right. Calm down, Manny. All right. So, uh, yeah, so this is what you'll need. If you guys want to do the jump, this is what I would recommend. No financial advisor. No financial advisor. But this is what I would recommend. Uh, number one, get out of debt. All right, that's number one. You got to get out of debt. Go do gigs. Go do gigs. There's a gig economy out there. Fiverr.com. Deliver food, drive Uber, whatever it is you got to do, start making some extra income on the side and make every dollar count. All right? That's number one. Get out of debt. Get that debt out the fucking way. Make a plan. Follow it. Get it out of the way. All right? That's number one. Number two, start saving up six months to a year of income. Oh, the feeling you get when you have money in the bank. Oh, Oh my God, dude, I'll never, you know why I walk around acting like I'm a boss? Because I look at my fucking savings and I'm like, thank God for these $500. (laughs) No, I look at my, I look at my savings account and I'm like, bro, I I know that I I could survive another pandemic with this, right? Like you want to have that cushion. You want to feel like, man, if someone were to go down, I'm ready to go. And you, you got to have a savings and you got to have a checking. The, meaning the money you go out to drink and you have fun with, right? If that money goes down to zero, do not tap into that nest egg, okay? If, if you've got $1.92 and you got $18,000 in your savings, you're fucking broke, okay? You only have $1.92 to spend. Everything else to sit, you leave that there, all right? So, all right, you save up six months, 12 Partic- I'd go for 12. Fuck it. Okay. Get out of debt. Save up six months to 12 months. Next step is start putting in some easy investments. Dude, there's so many apps out there that allows you to invest in stuff for fractions. I can, you could buy Bitcoin for a dollar if you wanted to using, using apps, right? There's, there's Acorns, there's Robinhood, there's Coinbase or whatever the fuck. You can just invest. You just, you're like, all right, I got $18. Let me just go put it on 
buy a stock of this and just, you know, tomorrow morning you wake up, you have $22. And then, yeah, and then you know, next thing you know, you're making money. Uh, and then, of course, there's going to be some days where you look in, you're like, fuck, man, I put $18. I'm down to eight. What happened? It happens, man. It's part of the stock market. Anyways, I'm no financial advisor. I'm just trying to help you guys out so you can leave that fucking job you know you fucking hate. I know you're out there. I know you're fucking out there. All right, anyways. All right, so you save up. Okay, and there's three things you can invest in, three particular things that are popping. Business, you can invest in your own business. You can invest in stocks. You can invest in real estate. Now, I've only invested in two out of the three. Guess which one I haven't in, okay? It's obvious. I live in a garage. You already know the answer. (laughs) But if you invest in those three, uh, you can't go wrong. Okay. Well, no, I'm not, I can't say that. I'm no financial advisor. Manny, stick to the rules. Don't get yourself in trouble. You may or may not go wrong. Just figure it out. I don't know what to tell you. Goldman is up for, is, uh, is open up for the masses. A lot of intensity here. Oh, you should have been here earlier. Certificate of deposit. CDs don't pay as much these days, Marty. You know it. And I know it. Compound. Uh, where do you guys, where do you guys get compound interest? Bonds? I don't know. You know how they say compound interest is like the eighth wonder of the world? Where is the compound interest? Where do you get them? Uh, we got a savings account that pays 0.03 APY. Uh, yeah, that's nothing. I can invest it somewhere else. Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah, back in Einstein, when Einstein said it, not anymore. Einstein, <laughs> you don't got to be an Einstein to find out that you're not going to make a lot in compound interest with the, with the rates these days, straight up. All right, that's it. I'm done. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. I hope you enjoy uh, the remaining days of the year. I'm talking like I'm not going to see you guys for a while. I'll see you guys tomorrow, 6 o'clock, okay? Uh, if you guys have any topics that you guys want to talk about, send me an email. Manny at MiamiComedy.com. All right, because every time I go live, man, I don't know what to talk about. I just... Say whatever you guys want to talk about. If you tell me in advance, I can plan it out a little bit better. So send me an email. Hit me up on Twitter. Let's go have some fun and uh, enjoy the rest of your holidays. I'll see you tomorrow. At least now be done.